Revelation, third chapter, beginning to read at the seventh verse. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write the words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one shall shuts, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogues of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet and learn that I have loved you. Because you have kept my word of patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial which is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell upon the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have, so that no one may seize your crown. He who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. Did you ever hear the hot dog story? I never heard of it until I read it of all places, in one of our newspaper advertisements where Joe Jack, a member of this church, was advertising some auto parts in his place up at Sarver, Pennsylvania. Let me read to you the hot dog story. A man lived by the side of the road and sold hot dogs. He was hard of hearing, so he listened to no radio. He had trouble with his eyes, so he read no newspaper. But he sold hot dogs, good hot dogs. He put up a sign on the highway telling how good they were. He stood by the side of the road and cried, Buy a hot dog! And people bought. He increased his meat and bun orders. He bought a bigger stove to take care of his trade. He got his son home from college to help him. But then something happened. His son said, Father, haven't you been listening to the news? There's a big depression on. The European situation is terrible. The domestic situation is worse. Whereupon the father thought, Well, my son has been to college. He reads the papers, and he listens to the news on the radio, and he ought to know. So the father cut his orders, took down his advertising signs, 
He no longer bothered to stand on the highway and sell hot dogs, and his hot dog sales fell almost overnight. You're right, my son, the father said to the boy. There is a big depression on. And so ends the story of the hot dog. And I use it as an introduction merely to point out one principle in life we better understand before it's too late. You can lose that which you prize and possess. Anybody can lose that which he prizes and possesses. Every day throughout this land, sometimes because of outer circumstances and pressure, but sometimes because of weakness from within, people every day lose jobs, lose their possessions, lose their personal faith, and lose their personality. Sometimes it's not their fault, and other times it is. How do you keep your crown? That's what these possessions are, you know. These things that we have, we can call them crowns as well as possessions and prizes. How do you keep your crown? Some people lose their crown, I'm convinced, simply because they never knew that they had a crown. <laughs> and you lose that which you do not know you have. I'm sure there are individuals here who, who never think of good health as a crown of life. They've never quite come to the realization to see what Scripture tries to teach, that the human being is the greatest of God's creation, made just a little lower than the angels. That God has given us hands with which to work, feet, legs, minds with which to think, voices with which to speak, and he has chosen to, to house all of these in what is called a human body, worth very little on the material market, but very, very precious in the sight of God. And these bodies God intends us to take care of. They are a crown of his creation. Some of us don't realize that. So we misfeed them, undersleep them, overtax them, and pollute them with all sorts of tobacco, booze, drugs, and everything else. And we lose the crown of good health that God intended us to have, simply because we've never thought of this particular thing which we pamper medicate, try to make look handsome or beautiful, which we love very much, but which we never look upon as being a crown of God's creation. Some people lose their personal faith because they do not see in Jesus Christ the crown of righteousness. That's what the Bible calls this relationship we have. The whole theory is simply that 
Jesus, when he took upon himself the cross, he won for us a crown. And when we have the courage to confront him in a dynamic relationship and to try to live under the power of his Holy Spirit, we are people who are sons and daughters of a king. We are crowned with his inheritance. Paul says we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Many people don't know that. Oh, they've been coming to church for years. They've been reading their Bibles. They have all sorts of awards from church school. But they really have never thought of themselves as being by faith. A person wearing a crown. A crown not that they have been that they have purchased, but one that has been purchased for them by the death, resurrection, ascension of Jesus Christ. People who would rather live as slaves. People who would rather muddle around in their own despair. People who live without forgiveness and freedom and liberation. People who know no power. People who would rather be frightened than who live by fear instead of by faith. Yeah. Many people don't realize that we too have been crowned with the many crowns and that if we follow him as we have just been singing we too shall have that crown of righteousness they don't understand that consequently they lose the crown that God has prepared for everybody but whom few people wear simply because they don't know of the crown of righteousness some lose the crown of destiny. I still believe that all of us are placed on this earth by God of love for a purpose and for a reason. And that we are God's people today in this place because of his providence. And there's no two of us alike, thank the good Lord. <laughs> no one has the exact combination of limitations and ability that you have. You're unique. You're an individual. And God created you that way. And God has a purpose for that unique creation which he has made. And if we stay close to his word and try to do his will and attempt to the best of our ability to be honest with him and ourselves, we shall be led to that destiny. That many people rob themselves of the crown of their destiny simply by being unaware of what they have and continuously looking for something more. Many people are so dissatisfied with what they have that they go looking for something else and go throughout all of this life hopping, hopping, jumping, jumping, never being very grateful for what we have today. And they lose their crown, their crown of destiny. Make sure you know that the way to keep your crown is to realize that you have a crown. That's number one. Point number two is simply realize you can lose that crown. Many of us lose the crown simply because we do not know we can lose it. Take 
health. It's only when you're in good health and realize that you can lose your health that you can still do something about your health. When you've lost it, it's too late. It's when you use the precautions and good common sense and healthy diet and exercise, realizing that you can lose this that God has given to you. That you wisely use it and not lose it before it's time. Same thing in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can lose that relationship. Don't let anybody ever tell you. Once you've had a mountaintop experience, that you will be always on that mountaintop. That doesn't happen. I know many people, and so do you, who have lost their faith. Usually comes by absenting themselves from worship, church school, listening to lessons, studying Bible, prayer. But you can lose your faith. You can lose that crown of dynamic power that God, through his Holy Spirit, has given unto us. You can lose that. Unless you know that, you're liable to lose it. There are far too many people who today never enter a church door, never say a prayer, never open their Bible, never give one cent to the church, who years ago were supposed to be the dynamic forces within the church. It can happen. And it can happen, especially to those people who think today it can't happen. And you can lose your destiny. Yes, it's hard to face. And I'm sure there are many people who know Bible who would want to argue with that, but I still use the Bible as my basis for saying you can lose your destiny. That thing for which God has created you to do, you can lose that. See, God does give us our freedom to be able to say no. But just because we say no, that does not mean the job does not get done. No, God raises up somebody else to do the job that he intended us to do. If we are too frightened to assume our leadership, if we will not make decisions, if we do not move forward, God is not robbed. We are because God will rise up and rise up someone else to take that particular place of leadership or responsibility or to do his job. That's biblical. You'll remember Esau was first, but God replaced him with Jacob. You'll remember that Reuben was the eldest son of Jacob, but he was not the one chosen, but rather Judah. You'll remember that there was King Saul and he was replaced by David. Judas was replaced in the apostolic band by Matthias. And of all people, we should remember that the Jews, when they did not live up to the destiny for which they were created, namely to be God's chosen people, God chose a new people, the Gentiles. That's history. Don't think that you have your destiny insured. That's the best way to lose your crown of destiny. Realize as you live on that edge of excitement 
and awesomeness. That though now you are in the hands of a living God, destined to do great things for him and his kingdom. It may not always rest that way. My favorite parable is the one about the talent. Remember that? The one individual who received the one talent and was scared to use it but went and buried it into a ground. Remember when the landowner came back. He didn't bless that man, but he took away what little he had and gave it to those who had more simply because that individual refused to fulfill his destiny. Know you have a crown. Realize your crown can be taken away. And as you're trying to fulfill your destiny, you can listen to all voices, but make sure you obey the word of God. There are all sorts of voices speaking out today as to how best you can find your life. You know the voices, they come through all forms of humanistic philosophy, transcendental meditation. There are all those sayings which are capsuled into popular slogans, do your own thing, let it all hang out, whatever that means, and all these other things which people are advocating as to being the only way to find the destiny of happiness, joy, and fulfillment. Listen to them, you have to, you can't anyway, and you can't avoid it anyway society in which we live, we have a democracy, and in democracy we have freedom of expression. Anybody can say anything he wants. Remember that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. We have freedom of religion. Consequently, there are all sorts of false ideas being propagated under the name of religion today. Listen to these voices. You have to. You can't escape it anyway. We wouldn't want to silence them, I guess, but Make sure you obey only the Word of God, which necessitates you knowing the Word of God, and that's not easily done. As I've mentioned before from this pulpit, and I believe it even more the longer I'm in the ministry, the Bible is perhaps the most difficult book to understand. It was written by adults for adults, and you must bring adult disciplines and adult maturity to be able to understand it in the best scholastic tradition. But that should not keep us away from it. This is a book which is to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is written for our edification. And the way you keep the crown is by judging everything you hear against the basis and standard of God's holy word. And if it does not measure in accordance with what God said, especially through the voice of Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, don't believe it. Keep your crown by obeying the Word of God. And then the fourth point. Hold fast to what you have. That's what the writing of the Holy Word that we've used as our text today says. Hold fast what you have. Hold fast. Not lightly, but hold fast what you have. This year I will celebrate my 20th year since ordination. Lord willing, that means my 
professional ministry this year will be half over. And that's long enough to look back and learn some lessons from history. So I speak not from books, but from experience. And I realize that when I entered the ministry, the main key word was change. Back in 1957, every conference that I went to, so many books that I read, change, that's the word. We've got to change. The changing ministry of the changing church, education, because of Sputnik, remember? We had to change the format of basic education. We had to change this, we had to change that. And I'm sure history, long after we are gone, will designate the past two decades as a period of change and call it a time of confusion. The thing that I see, though, in these beginning days of 77, as I look out upon the horizon of the church and education and some of these other things, that we're really beginning to change in our attitude about change. And we're starting to go back to some of those things which 20 years ago we said needed changing. Strange, isn't it? And I'm sure others have found themselves in previous generations caught also in the same cycle of history. Maybe the church, instead of changing so much, should be holding fast to what they have. Ladies and gentlemen, if God has given you something, a crown, be it one of good health, be it one of, of righteousness, be it one of a great destiny, if if something in your life is working and working good, if it is holding forth, if you are producing, for God's sake, hold fast. Hold fast to what you have. Change where change is necessary, but may we never become guilty again of changing only for the sake of change. May we of all people who have the crown of Jesus Christ hold fast to what we have. I preach this sermon today because I feel it, and I'm sure many of you do, that we are perhaps a part of the most fortunate group of people that exist on the face of the earth today. We're tremendously blessed. You look around this community, this nation, this church, our friendships and our relationships, the prosperity we know, the blessings that God is continuously sending unto us. People, we have it. Not through any merit of our own, but God in his providence has placed us at this time in this place to do his will. And how he has blessed us. We have so much. Oh, we have aches, pains, disappointments, disgruntlements, disagreements, some sickness. But folks, we're blessed. And I don't want to forget it, and I don't want you to forget it because we have been crowned with greatness and goodness and so much of blessing. And throughout the days of this year, I hope as individuals, 
as families, and especially those of us in this part of God's body. We don't forget that. And we thank God daily for the crown that we have and do everything in our ability not to lose it. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Lead on, O King Eternal, we follow not with fears, for gladness breaks like this morning whenever your face appears. Your cross is lifted o'er us, and we journey in its light. The crown awaits our conquest. Lead on, O God of might. And now may the God who spoke to that one who said that he had fought the good fight, he had finished the course, he had kept the faith. Henceforth there was laid up for him a crown of righteousness. May that God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, crown you anew this day. Amen.